Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are excited and wired to tell you about today's show. We're going to be talking about, yes, men can be sexually harassed, too. Uh-huh. A growing number of men reported being sexually harassed in the in the workplace by both male and female coworkers and managers. Are you experiencing unwelcome sexual advances, requests for sexual favors, and other verbal or physical conduct of a sexual nature? It's time you put these advances to rest. So that's what we're talking about today. Call us on this topic. And that number is 951-922-3532. Again, the number is 951-922-3532. Before we jump into today's topic, if you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about biology says that men suck as dads. Well, women claim that they do everything just as good as a man but how about the other gender? Can men parent as well as women? So that's what we were talking about last week. If you happen to have missed the show, so easy to find. All you have to do is Google the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. And if you haven't already done so, download my free mobile app. And you can listen to this show as well as any and all of my archive shows on demand. If for some reason you don't have the app, you can also listen to us on SoundCloud and tune in. So make that happen. All right, so that's last week's show. So let's hop back into today's topic. Yes, men can be sexually harassed too. So with the advent of the Me Too movement, we are seeing more and more cases, more and more filings of men stepping forward and not putting up with this uh terrible behavior anymore so for most people when they think of sexual harassment in the workplace their mind immediately jumps to an image of a woman being harassed or propositioned by a male co-worker supervisor or boss while most cases of workplace sexual harassment do involve female victims there is a growing number of cases of both men and women harassing male employees uh, in the workplace. So what exactly is sexual harassment? Let's define a few terms and see if these, any of these apply to you. So workplace sexual harassment is defined by the EEOC, which is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, as unwelcome sexual advances, requests for sexual favors, and... Workplace sexual harassment is defined by the EEOC as unwelcome, uh, okay, unwelcome sexual advances, requests for sexual favors, and other verbal or physical conduct of a sexual nature that explicitly or implicitly affect an individual's employment, unreasonable, unreasonably interferes with the individual's work performance, or creates an intimidating hostile or offensive work environment that's the code okay so if any of these apply to you you should make a trip up to hr or to your supervisor to um, report such an act so examples of sexual harassment might be as straightforward as an unwelcoming touch maybe being pressured to go on a romantic date or being called an offensive sexual nickname. It can also include less obvious behavior like making derogatory or offensive remarks about others, posting sexually explicit pictures, or a conversation of a sexual nature. So what do you think? Can men be sexually harassed? While the vast majority of sexual harassment cases filed with the EEOC are being filed by women, there is an increasing number of men that are filing their claims as well. So in 2015, a reported 6,800 sexual harassment claims were filed with the EEOC. And guess what? 17%, over 17% of those cases were filed by men. 
There are a number of cases involving female on male workplace sexual harassment that have resulted in significant awards for the male employee. These include instances of retaliation for refusing sexual advances, unwelcome touching and caressing, and being subjected to offensive sexual comments and jokes. So the male-on-male workplace sexual harassment claims are becoming more common. So starting with a 1998 ruling from the United States Supreme Court that held that men are protected from workplace sexual harassment under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. So these cases may include both sexual advances from male co-workers and supervisors and sexual-based hazing that can also be equally damaging. So why is it that many men don't report? Well, there are no statistics on how many men are sexually harassed at work and how many of these men actually file, file claims for sexual harassment. However, it is likely that the cases filed with the EEOC represent just a portion of the total number of men who are sexually harassed at work. Now, some men may not report their harassment or file a claim because they are afraid of being mocked by coworkers. They may believe, the co-workers may believe that the men can't truly be sexually harassed by a woman or that being harassed by another man implicates their own sexuality. They may fear being embarrassed if details of the harassment case were leaked, particularly if they believe that they should be able to handle the issue themselves. Whatever the reason, it is evident that many men are simply not filing claims of sexual harassment. So, if you are a man who is being sexually harassed in the workplace, know that it is not acceptable and there are ways to get help. There are laws that protect you from harassment and you need to be free from this step, from this stress. So the first step is to contact a seasoned workplace harassment attorney who has in-depth knowledge of workplace harassment laws and knows how to get results. Might I recommend contacting friend to the show and former sponsor Michael W. Brown? And you can reach him at 949-636-8128. That's 949-636-8128. Or you can email him at mwb at mwb, just like his initials, dash law.net that's mwb at mwb-law.net so let's take a look at these numbers um who exactly is doing the harassing who are these aggressors so we're going to check that out check those statistics out right when we come back from the break if you have just joined us you're currently listening to the men's advocate show we are talking about yes men can be sexually harassed too. So call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. We'll catch you right back after the break. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. 
You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about yes men can be sexually harassed too. Let's take a look at the statistics, shall we? So who exactly is sexually harassing? So in a survey done, and by the way, the participants sometimes were answering yes to more than one of these questions. That's why collectively the numbers don't add up to 100. They actually add up to more than 100 if they were affected in more than one category. So anyway, who is doing the sexual harassing? 75% say that they were targeted by male coworkers. So whether you're a male or a female, 75% of the perpetrators were male. Next up, they... 49% say that they were harassed by male clients or customers. Uh-huh. So the, the greatest area of danger is within the workplace. The secondary level of danger is the workplace, but not specifically at your company. They could be, you know, people that... Uh, are your clients or customers or people that you do business with that was the, that was number 2 at 49%. Thirdly, they 38% say that they were harassed by a male manager. Mhm. And then 10% say they were ha- harassed by female coworkers. Female coworkers. So that's harassment of both male and female employees so yeah it's 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 uh you know just what you would assume the numbers to be reported as you know this is going on quite a lot i guess these uh perpetrators they're bored they're frustrated uh they're in a position of power they're in a position of trust and they probably feel like they can get away with their actions and that you are feel fearful of losing your job, so that's why you're not going to say anything. Um, or you're fearful of the stigma associated with the reporting. Or you feel like you should be able to handle the situation by yourself, and you don't need to tell anybody. But, you know, sometimes these situations get so out of control that you do have to report to um, HR or to an agency. Now, let's define some terms. Male-on-male harassment. There are three fundamental types of guy-to-guy sexual harassment. One of them being the sexual orientation bullying. So maybe they put uh, at question what your sexual orientation is. And for that reason, maybe because you don't fit the norm, for that reason, they think they have the right to harass you or to attack you. Okay, next up, sexual propositioning. Okay, and again, uh, they're bored, they're tired, they're horny, and they feel like they can get away with it. So that's why they're propositioning you. Next up. An over-sexualized work environment. Aha. So are you working in an industry where maybe there's scantily clad people walking around? Maybe you're in the fashion industry. 
or something of that nature, or you're in some kind of industry where it's already overly sexualized, and then the people who are the aggressors think, okay, well, I have carte blanche to take it to the next level. So I guess you have to be careful about that kind of thing. Okay, so the sexual orientation bullying is typically conducted by a straight or a straight-acting man against gay men. Like I just said, it they question your sexuality. That's why they think they have the right to cross the line, okay? Um, or it may be against, maybe you are a straight male who may be perceived in the biased eye of the aggressor as not being masculine enough. Uh, it might include taunts about the victim's manliness or sexual preferences. There may be rude comments and gestures or even physical threats. So in sexual propositioning, most commonly a gay male makes unwanted advances towards either a straight or a gay man. The aggressor's actions could be verbal or physical. They might even be offline or extend to an online conversation. And lastly, for an overly sexualized workplace, there is abrasive sexualized horseplay between men that might have been acceptable 10 years ago, but certainly is actionable today. So more males realize that they don't have to tolerate constant sexual references or profanity or open displays of pornography or other gender-degrading material or sex act suggestions. They can report it or just plain file a suit. It should be noted that overly sexualized workplaces, both the aggressors and their might well be straight. But they're in situations where there are rough codes of masculinity to which the men are expected to live up to. So as we discussed um, on another topic uh, where I, I think I did this maybe uh, mid-last year or so, uh, there was a subject of uh, straight men who are having sex with other straight men and they don't consider themselves to be anything other than straight but they're doing it anyway so there is just a release that occurs they don't care what orifice they're going in um, they just need to get off so they don't even see the victims uh, you know gender so to speak and they don't care what that is because they have a need the aggressor has a need and he has to fulfill it and tag your it right so just because you might be straight or just because the aggressor might be straight you still have to be on the lookout because you will not escape <laughs> their advances they're going to come at you regardless so just be aware of these dynamics that are currently going on. All right, now what is female on male harassment? So women tend to sexually harass men less than the other way around. We all know that. But when they do it, it resembles the kind of rude treatment that females experience themselves all too often. Aha, so this could be um, a, a projection of sorts. You know, maybe she was harassed by a male friend or coworker or maybe a family member, and she doesn't know what to do with that aggression. She doesn't know what to do with all those emotions. Maybe she hasn't fully recovered from, them, from that. Maybe she hasn't gone to therapy to try to work out those feelings. And tag your it because it happened to her. So then she's just going to return the favor and be the aggressor on you. So you have to 
be careful of this dynamic as well because I would say this is probably a very popular category, especially today. I mean, we're hearing about this more and more in the news, how the female teachers are are sexually, um, you know, aggravating their, their teenage uh, male students. And, yeah, you kind of have to wonder where does this behavior come from? I mean, it's not societally acceptable, so it could be out of frustration could be that you know she has displaced feelings um, against somebody else maybe her perpetrator and now she's taking it out on someone else because you know she's in a in a position of power or in a position of trust where the victim lays unexpected as to what's what's going to happen you know it's like like you wouldn't suspect that this is going to happen to you, but she does it anyway, right? <clears throat> so when a man is oogled by a female coworker or slapped on the behind by a female boss, he may feel uncomfortable or even intimidated, but there are pressures in our masculine culture to take such attentions as a compliment or to be man enough to tough it out right so the interpretation of the act the way that a female would interpret the same act is going to be different than a way than the way a male interprets the same act you're just expected the males are just expected to handle it like it's no big deal and in fact you might even go to the next step to say um, because you're getting that undue attention it's actually a compliment especially if it's coming from a woman so however with all this behavior males do have every right to report being sexually harassed by a female at work so the laws do not differentiate on the basis of gender so if you have a claim and you want to file it in this area you most certainly can all right so if you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking about, yes, men can be sexual, sexually harassed, too. So call us on this topic if you have a question or a comment or you have an experience in this area. Call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. 32. When we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about knowing the signs. What are the signs that you can look for to see if, um, you know, this train is coming down your track, right? All right. We'll catch you right back after the break. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world, and you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's premier craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. We're open now. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Untapped. Henson Brewing Company, Burbank, California. Come as you guys you've heard her on the men's advocate show linda gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself check out linda's book mastering women real truth about women that'll change your life forever linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and if you want to keep her in four easy steps these proven techniques will make women just melt Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. 
You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about, yes, men can be sexually harassed, too. If you have a comment or question in this area, feel free to call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. All right, let's continue here. Know the signs. So what constitutes workplace sexual harassment? So this type of bullying, uh, I guess they're going to call the harassment a, a form of bullying, happens when submitting to or rejecting unwelcome sexual advances, requests for sexual favors, and other verbal or physical conduct of a sexual nature, right? So such actions may affect your job, disrupt your work performance, or lead to a poisonous or hostile environment. So if there is consent by the recipient for these behaviors, it is deemed that there is no harassment, except that it must be true consent, meaning the absence of real or perceived coercion by the aggressor. I don't know about that that law. I'd have to ask an attorney. I seem to think that, you know, if you have consent and if there is wrongdoing that uh, has taken place, it's still wrongdoing. I don't think that excuses the perpetrator, but um, that's my opinion of it. For those attorneys who are listening in the audience, you know, you call me and, and tell me otherwise, but that's my take on it. All right, so... How do we get rid of the abuse? Well, reporting the abuse helps stop it. So sexual harassment of all types is grossly underreported. Now, there are a few notable exceptions, including actor Terry Crews, who was the dad of the very popular TV show Everyone Hates Chris, and more recently he's been in the TV show Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Deadpool, the movie Bridesmaids, and many others. Well, this strapping six-foot-three buff dude who seems like he could eat anyone for lunch was a victim and he called out his aggressor a high-powered talent agent he even appeared in front of the senate judiciary committee to testify on behalf of survivors bill of rights so good for him i think um he has opened the door for other men to follow suit that this behavior just is not acceptable. So most of the time, the victims are very afraid of reprisals, meaning that you're going to get demoted or you're possibly going to get fired or you're going to be humiliated. Um, you don't want to lose peer respect. And, and who knows? Maybe there's even disbelief by those in authority of even hearing your story. But you have to overcome all of those negatives and just do it anyway. So men especially must overcome a sense that telling on a colleague or boss who sexually harasses them is a sign of weakness. They should be encouraged to use confidential reporting lines and other means provided by the employer. So males are also much more likely to resort to violence to stop being sexually harassed, especially by other men, which makes it even more vital to provide assistance that leads to a peaceful resolution and as quickly as possible. 
not reporting. So what, why does this occur? Well, what is deemed to be sexual harassment may differ between men and women. Well, a number of findings indicate that men can view a certain behavior deemed as sexual harassment by women as, oh, you know, less threatening or less serious than if a woman uh, were to be attacked. And sometimes, it, like I was mentioning earlier, it goes to the other extreme that, the, that this attention, this undue attention is actually flattering. So in some twisted way, some males are deeming that as being flattering that they're, get, that they're getting this attention. So where does it all start? Well, studies show that it starts early, that sexual harassment against men appears to occur in educational environments prior to working life. So both in middle school and in high school in the U.S., there is evidence to suggest that boys can experience quite high levels of sexual harassment. Now, boys especially like boys are especially likely to be victims of the verbal sexual harassment. So other findings have been observed where both men and women have experienced similar levels, like around 60% respectively, of one or more forms of sexual harassment while at university. Now, these studies show that many people experience sexual harassment even before the work life begins. So it's not just a work workplace endeavor. <laughs> it's probably occurring anything past uh, puberty. It's probably happening. I mean, you know, when there are sex hormones involved, it could happen anywhere. So I'm interested to see that the college uh, report level is around the 60%. So remember we were talking about other uh, topics on this show from several months back where, you know, college women are reporting sexual, uh, you know, they're reporting rape when it might not even be rape. They're they falsely accusing young men of rape. So in this area, I mean, look at how high this number is to show that, you know, harassment, sexual harassment is indeed alive and well and, and you know, extremely active. So, you know, why does this occur? Well, you're living in close, close proximity. You're living in a dorm. You might be, you know, right next door to the opposite gender. Maybe you're sharing the same facilities. Maybe you're sharing the same cafeteria. You're going to the same classes. So um, much like the school teacher with the trust issue that the students trust her, I think uh, when it's a college environment and you have so many shared um, experiences, this leads to bonding. And whenever you have that level of bonding, people think that they can cross that line and take it to the next step and be sexual with the person. So maybe sometimes it's uh, invited and accepted, but maybe sometimes it's unwarranted and not invited. So you have to really protect yourself when you're going to college because there's a lot of craziness that goes on. And then, then we're going to throw in that you've studied so hard and you worked so hard at the end of the week. Now you're going to go get trashed and drunk and whatever else. And, of course, um, consuming too much alcohol is going to lower, um, you know, lower your expectation level, lower your sensibilities, and you might put yourself in a position, a compromising position that's not going to do you any favors because you've just drunk too much, right? All right, what are some of the contributing factors uh, for sexual harassment? Well, an investigation into some of these factors that may contribute to men experiencing sexual harassment in the workplace was recently explored. One of the key findings indicated that men tend to experience sexual harassment if they deviate from traditional male gender roles and, for example, are pro-feminists, regardless of their sexual orientation. Wow. So um, what this suggests to me is that you're being discriminated against 
because you be, because you might be pro-feminist, and therefore, as a result of that, you might be a target, a target of sexual harassment. Pretty crazy stuff. All right, so it was also uh, found that displaying pro-feminist attitudes buffered against some of the negative effects of sexual harassment. Men tend to experience more sexual harassment if they also worked in organizations that were more tolerant of such behaviors. And the research has shown that the hashtag MeToo movement has highlighted that men have a tendency to tolerate sexual harassment of women by other men. So evidence has emerged to suggest that women may also share in the same sexist attitudes when it comes to tolerating the sexual harassment of men. Interesting. So in a 2015 study from uh, Penn State University, the researchers found that there was no significant difference between males and females in terms of sexist attitudes that are known to reinforce gender inequality. This highlighted and shared, ser shared set of beliefs across both sexes. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, this highlighted... Um, a shared set of belief, beliefs across both sexes to justify the toleration of sexual, sexual harassment. The researchers conclude that this shared set of sexist attitudes and toleration of sexual harassment may serve to enforce or maintain gender roles both for men and women. So what is the impact on mental health. Well, one consistent finding across the evidence on male sexual harassment is that it can have a detrimental impact on mental health. Men who have been sexually harassed are more likely to experience high levels of anxiety, depression, and of course, alcohol abuse. These are all escape me mechanisms um, and, you know, that's, that's the outcome of being sexually harassed. So this can in turn lead to education and employment problems such as dropping out of school or maybe quitting work or low morale like, woe is me, um, I can't change my situation. So you feel like you're stuck in a rut. So it seems that the sexual harassment is an issue that impacts both the sexes and the hashtag me too movement has been very successful in helping women find their voice on this issue so i think it goes to show that because it's been the women have been getting so much press lately that it leaves the door open for men to also find their voice and to speak up so uh, one would argue that the hashtag MeToo movement is inclusive and that it, de it does indeed also include men. And if you're in this position, you should speak up as well, right? All right. Well, if you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking today about yes men can be sexually harassed too. So if you have a comment or question uh, in this regard, call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. And we'll catch you right back after the break. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. 
You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Darn! Maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available to TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about, yes, men can be sexually harassed, too. So if you'd like to join in on the conversation, call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. Before we hop back into today's topic, if you like our show, Please show your love. There are many ways you can do so. You can listen, call, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, start with my Amazon link, download my app, and buy my book on Amazon. By the way, my book is called Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. It will give you scenarios, um, all kinds of scenarios, day-to-day life scenarios that you can apply to women. In fact, not only can you apply these tips with regard to being effective and being confident in the dating and the relationship world, but many of my men tell me, report back to me that they use my tips in the book and apply them to the workplace as well. So if you have a female boss or co-worker that you're not quite getting along with and you're not really sure how to win that person over, check out the four C's. The book is based on the four C's, which are confidence, connect with her, caring, and consistency. So those are the four elements that are needed to win uh, any woman over, and it doesn't matter what race, color, creed, religion, location, geography, none of that matters because we all... Uh, share the same human spirit and we all have these core drives that motivate our personality. Um, It is my intention to say that women have their top four core motivators and men have their top four core motivators. They aren't the same. They might be overlapping when you when you expand the number to the top 10, but they are not the same. In fact, they're kind of mirror images of each other because the sexes are meant to complement each other. The sexes are not meant in biology to duplicate each other. So um, they are complementary forces of what's in the men's top four versus what is in the women's top four. So anyway... Check that out. Amazon, you can get the, a download of the ebook in about 60 to 90 seconds, and you can get the paperback sent to you uh, in the mail, send it to your home or office or what have you, and check out the book. I know a lot of my men love getting the paperback version because they say that they take out a yellow highlighter. There's so much information in there that... Um, there's a lot of good nuggets that you will want to take advantage of and start right now today making your dating and relationship life a whole lot easier. Okay? Mastering women. All right. Let's talk. Let's hop back into today's topic. We're talking about, yes, men can be sexually assaulted too and harassed too. And so... 
what happens, I'm going to give you some, uh, some case studies with regard to black men. What do they experience when they are harassed? And it seems like they have to tread even more uh, carefully. Uh, than their peers. So turns out that this guy was an orthopedic nurse. He was a, a young black male orthopedic nurse. And um, he says that he has had instances where he was sexually harassed. He said that a male patient uh, was one perpetrator at one point, And the patient made a pass at him a very open pass. He says he came into the room, he had just basically stripped naked on the bed, and the person who's telling the story told the patient that if he did not get dressed, um, you know, the, this nurse would, re would request a reassignment. And luckily the patient complied in this instance, but only after insisting that the orthopedic nurse take his phone number. So this behavior was not limited to patients. Um, this same orthopedic nurse, male nurse, uh, said that he also described fending off other nurses. In one case, a married colleague actually physically touched him in the groin area. In the work uh, setting, for the first time, he said, look, I'm going to pretend that this did not happen. Let's just leave this alone. And then it kept happening. And every day it was something. She was either, the perpetrator was either brushing up against um, the male nurse or her breasts were brushing it up against him or something. And it was every day it was repeated. So finally the male nurse said, look, I'm going to report you to the board of nursing. I'm going to skip the hospital because I know they're not going to do anything. So I'm going to report you to the board of nursing. And it was only at that juncture that um, the other person finally relented and, and stopped it. So there's no doubt that the Me Too movement has introduced a major cultural change. It's not that this uh, marks the first time women have publicly tried to draw attention to mistreatment from powerful, high-profile men, but it might be the first time in modern memory where women's accusations have had a swift, concrete consequence for the men in question. All right, so... You know, because the women are finally being believed with regard to this whole movement, I think there's, you know, the men are finally being heard and believed as well that they are subject to the, this type of harassment as well. So a new report showed that 22% of American workers reported being sexually harassed or abused at work with 35% of the women and 9% of the men alleging harassment. But I think that number for men has gone up decidedly. I think it's one in five now um, that is, uh, is for men. All right. What else? Okay, so for Black men who navigate uh, working in a professional, predominantly white occupation, the fields in which these men are employed are varied, including nursing, engineering, academia, medicine, and law. While many of these men saw opportunities for advancement, it seemed like ongoing racial discrimination meant that they encountered micro and macro aggressions at work, having their appearance heavily scrutinized, their capabilities doubted, and the mere presence in the workplace questioned. So as the black men, some of them also faced unique forms of sexual harassment that heavily affected the ways they navigated these professional work environments. So they were entering these predominantly white fields because, of course, they wanted to better themselves and make more money and be more secure in life. But it seems like along with getting in those professions that yielded, yielded them much more uh, security and uh, safety, it turns out that they were getting 
a lot more harassment than the average population with regard to uh, being harassed and their sexuality and things of that nature. So, yeah, let's see what else we got going on here. All right. Well, I I think the Me Too movement, while we're you know, kind of overwhelmed with hearing about it all. It just seemed like, you know, these top professions, these high-profiled professions, a serious house cleaning did need to get done. And indeed, it has trickled down to other professions, much less high-profile professions as well. And I think it's just making it easier and easier for both men and women to come forward to report um, this behavior that is just so menacing and harassing and, um, you know, work, going to work is hard enough already. You don't need to have this added pressure of uh, these sorts of things as well, right? Okay. All right. So let's uh, talk, shift our attention to... Um, Let's say my Amazon link. Do you guys know how the Amazon link works? So all you have to do is copy my link. You can find it. Uh, it's you can find it on my website, or you can find it also on any of the links um, on on my Facebook page. But if you do your regular Amazon shopping by starting with this link, all you have to do is start. You don't have. You're not. Uh, you have to buy a book if you don't want to and you just start there and then you click through let's say you're wanting to buy clothing or tires or computer parts or whatever it is there's no cost to you you just start with the link and then a few cents on the dollar um, from doing so actually benefits the show and comes back to me it helps support uh, the men's advocate show and the like so we definitely appreciate those who do that um, also, when you share my page, it's a definite help. There's more eyeballs that go on it, um, much more so than if you just view it only, view the post only, or if you like the post only. If you actually share or comment, you know, there's a, a much greater chance for other people to uh, be aware of the Men's Advocate Show. All right. I thank you for joining us today. You are currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We will see you here each and every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and we'll catch you next time on the Men's Advocate Show. Please share. See you next time.